The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said it is Elijah, and others said it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men to arrest John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous man and a holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and his officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guest. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, and yet out of regard for his oaths and for his guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. One of my very favorite passages in Scripture is from Ephesians chapter 1, which is our New Testament epistle reading for today. And so when it comes up in the lectionary, I get really excited because this passage for me describes my faith. It informs my faith. I'm adopted. I was adopted almost 19 years ago at the age of eight, and my parents have blessed me along with my three biological sisters beyond measure by adopting me. And it's a thread in my story that is very close to the surface and runs through every part of who I am. One of my greatest joys while I was on internship in Michigan was to assist with the baptism of a newborn baby at the Easter Vigil service. And it's really powerful to be part of that service. And I have to say, baptism is probably one of the most looked forward to parts of what I will get to do as a future ordained pastor. And to combine all of this together, one of my favorite things to do is to get to remind people of their baptism. I was just talking with the kids about what baptism is and what it means. And it means that God loves you. To put it simply, it means that God loves you. It's a physical symbol of God's love, and it's a powerful reminder of just how far God is willing to go for you. 
Because through the waters of baptism, we are adopted into God's family. We are chosen by God as God's beloved children, created for a purpose and loved beyond our wildest imaginations. And so for me, baptism is synonymous with adoption. Through my own adoption, I was given a new name. I was given a new identity, a place in the world, a family, and the means of having a life that I would not otherwise have. And my parents, when they adopted me, chose to change my name, changing it from Elizabeth Breanne to Catherine Elizabeth. And I found out later that I was actually named for the middle names of my maternal grandmother, sorry, my maternal great-grandmother, and my paternal grandmother. And by naming me after these two strong women within my family, my parents deliberately chose to knit me into the fabric of their family. The thing about names is that they are really important, really meaningful. And so my name means pure, and consecrated by God. And I love this, especially I love my middle name because it was my first name before I was adopted. And so having it as my middle name now is very meaningful to me. The meaning of Elizabeth is consecrated by God, made holy, made sacred by God. And that is what happens to us through the waters of baptism. We are folded into the family of God. We are adopted into God's family. We previously had no ties to this family. We were separated by sin from God. But this didn't stop God from pursuing us. This didn't stop God from seeking us. God pursued humanity. God sought humanity because God is truly in love with God's creation. So completely enamored with creation that God took on human flesh and died in order to repair what humanity broke. There are literally no limits to how far God will go to pursue you. There are no limits to how far God will go in order to adopt you, to give you a name, to give you a purpose to secure your future. Humanity tried. We tried so incredibly hard. We tried to become like God. Our desire to be all-knowing and all-powerful is what broke the relationship between humanity and God. We tried so hard, and for a while we even succeeded. And we still try really hard. We still want to be like God. We still want to give declarations of who is illegal and who is legal, who is good and bad, desired and unwanted, righteous and condemned, clean and tainted, innocent and guilty, alive and dead. We still try so hard to be like God that we are willing to go to no limits in order to declare our supremacy over anything to which we think we have a small claim. But the good news of the gospel is that God is still bigger than all of that. 
Even in the face of our desire to be in charge and in control, God offers us the freedom to not need those things. In the face of our desires for power and privilege, God offers us another way. In the face of corruption and imbalance, God offers hope. And at every single bad place in the world, God is there. God is present. God is so infinitely in that place, offering peace and mercy, grace and forgiveness, offering the very thing which seems to be missing all the time. God offers hope. When everything seems hopeless, when your name is being called and your head is being asked for on a platter, there is hope. The hope lies in knowing that we don't go into those dark places alone. God walks beside us, behind us, above us, before us, having gone into that dark place one time for all times. Jesus, in dying on the cross, entered as God into the one place where God was not. And God died so that you could have new life. It doesn't matter what happens to you in this world. It doesn't matter if you get separated from your family or accused wrongly of a crime you didn't commit. It doesn't even matter if you die. Because God goes with you. And you are not ever going to be separated from God's love. Our lives are a living testament to God's mercy. Like the baptismal font, our lives are, are a reminder of God's love, grace, and forgiveness. We are living vessels of God's love. And we are called to go into the dark places in this world to be reminders to others of God's love for them. We're called to share the good news of God's love for all people no matter where they're from or what they've done, because all are made new in Christ. There are a lot of evil forces in our world. There are a lot of horrible things being done in our world, and so many of them are being done in the name of Christ. And this is not what God stands for. God's story is not one of oppression, God's story is not one of exclusion. God's story is not one of death. God's story is one of life. And I invite you to be reminded of God's great love for you through the waters of baptism, to be living reminders of God's promise of life. I invite you to be reminded always of God's mercy for you and compassion for you. I invite you to live lives of service toward others, celebrating in this reminder and seeking to serve all around you with compassion, inclusion, mercy, and love. I invite you to embody God's love to a world that so desperately needs to be reminded of it. Amen.